Hello and welcome to the Art of Community podcast. I'm Ben Cotton, and this is my lovely wife, Heather. Hello. Thanks for joining us as we explore the joys and pains of meaningful life together. This is episode 16. Thanks for coming along. In this episode, we're talking about how to do Bible study in community, how that works, why it's important, and how you give you some practical tips at the end about how you can get that done in your, your own life um, in, in ways that will be easy for you to do, that will take a lot of the, the pressure off of you, the nervousness away from you, and turn your Bible study from a two-dimensional thing to a three-dimensional uh, enriching experience for you. If you struggle with that, if you struggle with Bible study and doing it in community, this episode is going to help you out. We should first apologize for missing our last one. Yeah, we're what were we doing? Busy doing community. Why were we slacking? So we had some of our best friends move away and we like were packing in all the time we could getting mm-hmm. getting stuff and just doing doing life doing community doing stuff. the thing we're talking about yeah so talking about it is not the same as doing it <laughs> exactly <laughs> when we were stressed out because we were gonna have to be up till one in the morning doing a podcast we were like or we could not do a podcast and so that's what we did yeah it's always good we had this conversation a lot where it's like uh what advice would you give someone in our <laughs> situation? And you would tell them, don't do that. Just go to bed. It's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, I should say nobody probably cares. nobody cares about hearing this. <laughs> it's our, probably true. Our four listeners are oh, yeah. out there <laughs> wondering, what's happened? Our crowd. How can I go on? I missed a week of the Art of Community podcast. Uh, How do I have community? <laughs> Yep. Uh, They're all dying to know. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about Bible study and community. So you had a scripture you wanted to start with. Why don't you do that first? Yeah. In Acts 2, 42 through 47, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of with all, of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. Um, the idea of having our walk, our relationship with God be a singular or individual thing is definitely not biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's meant to be in community. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's important to recognize most of the time, I've never counted up the scriptures, but it's the vast, the great majority of the times when God gives promises or instructions or commands or blessings or curses uh, or, or or any kind of imperative in the Bible, it's to... Not just it's not to an individual; it's to the group. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. uh, the people of Israel, or the church, or his disciples, or whatever. 
it's a, actually a rare thing for God to say, you specifically, individual person, this is about you. I want to say something to you. It's usually this collective thing that God sees us. Yes, we have an individual identity. We are individual people. He loves us specifically, but there's a, our calling is never isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Bible is not written in a way that is isolated either. It's written by people in community, to people in community. Yeah. <laughs> and it's meant to be digested and received in the context of community. Mm-hmm. And it's never, it's not like me, it's not like Paul is writing me a specific letter just for me to read by myself. Yeah. Like in his mind when he's writing Corinthians, even the name tells you. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's writing to the Corinthian church, Corinth with a city, and he's writing to the church in that city. He's not writing to individual people. He mentions people by name, so it's, we shouldn't depersonalize it. But I think it's super important, and it's very not it's very not what our culture tells us. It's not what our church culture tells us about how to approach the Bible. We like just think about whenever you Bible reading plans. You get your individualized, personalized Bible reading plan on your personal Bible reading app. And it's all about you being self-sustained by yourself, having your own experience. And it not and there's not rarely is there a, a push to kind of share that yeah. experience with other people. And that's I think that's a huge reason why a lot of people really struggle with studying their Bible in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how in Acts it says like they were going to church every day and they were going to each other's homes every day. Um, because it says that they um meeting together in the temple every day. They devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple, broke bread from house to house. So this was a daily occurrence. Now, our lives are um, <laughs> are busy in a way that that it's not always, you're not always able to do that, but you do see that there's an importance to it. So I would say to start out that um, Bible study, a lot of times when we hear Bible study, we think we think of Bible study being separate from devotional, our devotional life. And we think of Bible study being a formal thing, like a formal, we're going to do these three things and we're going to meet at mm-hmm. the same time every single week and we're going to do this. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Um, part of what we're talking about today, we'll talk about some of the formal st- parts of it and and how you can maybe be um, accountable to each other. Because if you set time, then it's easier to remember to do it. But but also just about how to involve other people in what you're learning about the Bible and why mm-hmm. that's important. So that's just to kind of get that out the gate. You don't want to just think of it as a Bible study that you go to on Sunday afternoons or where, whenever right. it is, um, or your small group. It's it's more than that. Um, it's sharing what it is that God is showing you and being receptive to what it is that God's showing people that you're in community mm-hmm. with, because that's how you learn. And right. That's how you're gonna. Um, build your own knowledge and help them to build theirs. So. Yeah. I think the traditional Bible you know, church Bible study is a, has been a wonderful format for there's lots of strengths to it and it's done a lot of good. So I don't want to poop on it at all. And we, we do them in our church. So I think it's a good thing, but that kind of classroom format, you know, where you've got one person or maybe it's a one person on a video with a book accompanying it and 
you're being taught by one person in a classroom kind of environment where there's not, maybe there's some forced interaction, answering discussion questions kind of a thing, but there's not like a real sharing of in relationship and where we're allowing scripture to really interact with the deeper things that are going on in our heart. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of time for that. And the, the number of people that are typically at a Bible study like that makes it very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, do the, do that. But I, I, that's really not what we're thinking about in this episode. Like, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to say that's a bad thing to do. I just think we need more than that. Yeah. And I, I would say like one of the thing one of the ways we've done it at the, at our church, or at least for the women um, in order to, because sometimes, um, you'll want to involve more people. Um, and maybe people don't feel comfortable doing what we're going to talk about today, but is to, again, those, the video Bible studies and all those kind of things aren't bad, but probably uh, another way. And what we have been doing is actually taking a book of the Bible and reading it very slowly and really digging in and so that you're talking about mm-hmm. what God is revealing to you through the scripture and that's that always ends up being applicable to your life and so it becomes something that where you're really talking about good and deep things and it's really cool to see light bulbs come on in people's hearts and minds that of ways that they haven't thought about something before and just digging in and really looking at the context mm-hmm. and really looking at what things mean and looking up words and looking up who they're talking to and just all that kind of stuff and having that discussion around that scripture is so much fun. And it's, it's one of those things that is, it really can get people thinking and get people excited about reading scripture. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it can be, it kind of can seem like a, a rote things. Yeah, it's like you see things that you wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah. That I, I don't care how long you've been a Christian or studying the Bible whether it's been one day or a hundred thousand days or yeah. <laughs> however many days or in a person's life, um, you your perspective is always going to be limited. And it, whether you've been to seminary or not, or you're what, whatever, your perspective will always be limited by you. You are the limitation. And as soon as you add one, just one other person, you've doubled your perspective. And you are immediately going to learn from the other person, even if that person is way more, way less acquainted with the Bible than you are. You're still going to, their perspective is going to bust up yours. Yeah. And you're going to, and expand yours. And you're going to see things that you never would have seen by yourself. And to me, that's the, the, at a third person, then, you know, it's exponential. Um, I think we're wired to teach each teach each other um, to have our perspective broadened that way. It's the way God made us, I think, and I think he, that's why in Acts two they immediately gravitated towards being together, digesting scripture together, digesting food together, being in relationship because that's how we're wired. That's how God called us to be, and that's the way the scripture works best. Um, is in that environment. The other part of that is even if there is somebody that is a baby Christian or somebody that hasn't been taught well, and so they're coming out with kind of like things that you would not expect or not have heard or 
or crazy or whatever, mm-hmm. it even stretches you to find the answers. And so, right. like, don't be afraid to be talking to somebody that knows less than you or, like, that should be something that spurs us on. And the reality is, is, like, one of the mysteries of God is that he lets us know him, but he will never know all of him until we see him face to face. And so... It's one of the cool things that as long as we are alive, we can learn more of who he is. And um, and we can do that more so if we're together mm-hmm. and in community with each other. So, Yeah, and that touches on a thing that I think is, like as I've helped people learn to study their Bibles over the years, I have noticed one of the hardest things for them to get over is this fear of like either just this fear of getting it wrong, like yeah. e- either because they are somehow feel like they're going to be committing some kind of blasphemy yeah, or heresy because they got the wrong answer or, or I think more common is because it's weighty things. It's we're talking about God and we're talking about eternity and these kinds of like weighty issues. They feel like if they get something wrong or misunderstand a scripture or don't get anything out of it all, don't understand it at all, that somehow they're not a good Christian. Mm-hmm. They're not spiritual enough. They're not holy enough. And that is mortif- a mortifying thought. And so then the idea of getting sitting down with other people that all seem to know way more than they do. <laughs> everybody feels this way, right? Even if you know more than everybody, you still are going to be insecure. And it kind of plays with your insecurities, and we got to get over that, and yeah. we got to help each other get over it by making it okay to to not know the answer, to not know what something means, to get an answer wrong, and have somebody say, "You know what? I don't think that's exactly right," and for that not to be the end of the world. I think it's one of the reasons that community is so important when you are studying scripture or when you're talking about scripture is. If you say something off the wall, somebody can, they, like, we can be each other's doorposts. It's it's important mm-hmm. to be like, well, wait a minute, how? Why are you coming at that? It doesn't mean you attack them, but you just are able to say, what? Where? How did you get to that? Like, mm-hmm. to explain to me where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then when they say it, you can be like, oh, I think you're reading it out of context, or I think that you're re- thinking you're applying something right. that you've heard in a sermon, maybe incorrectly, maybe you just misunderstood. Like, let's talk about this. And it actually works as a safety, mm-hmm. which I think is one of my favorite reasons that we should be talking about scripture in community is because um, it's a protection for, for ourselves right. and for each other uh, because we can say, this is what God showed me. <laughs> and then if you're like, oh, no, that's <laughs> not in the Bible, then I'll be like, oh, okay, well, tell me. And I mean, as long as we're walking in humility, right. which we should be then I'm not going to get defensive. Or if I get defensive, I'm going to go and and research it and and figure it out. So, I I do want to do just a little aside here for women specifically, you could do a whole podcast on this. And me and some of my friends have been talking about this a lot lately, but is that for whatever reason, um, women tend to um, be 
I think because in the past, I mean, because women don't tend to be teachers, they don't tend to be, but that that's wrong. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> women should be teaching. Women mm-hmm. should be loving the word of God, just like a man. Like we're just as much human as a man mm-hmm. and we should want and desire the things of God and the word of God just as much as men. And there shouldn't be a separator. And I just, I see too often times with women where they make it really surfacey mm-hmm. and it's not deep and it's, I'm not even going to give examples because I probably offend people, but it's just, um, <laughs> it's, you'll, you know, you know, yeah. where all you're talking about is your beauty and your inner beauty and your outer beauty. And, and it's just like, uh, gag me with a fork. Like it's awful. <laughs> and so right. like, <laughs> instead, why don't right. we actually look at the word of God and revel in who God is and like have our identity as a human, not specifically as a woman, but as mm-hmm. a human be tied to the word of God and mm-hmm. not, and I just get tired of seeing women be like, I don't know. And they just play dumb. And it's like, no, you should want to know scripture. You should desire to understand scripture. You should desire to understand theological viewpoints. We should be desiring the things of God, the mm-hmm. deeper things of God, the yep. things that are, and um, we shouldn't be content with it being dumbed down. And so, like, challenge your friends in that area too, because it's um, it's important. Mm-hmm. And like, we can't actually know if some somebody's teaching incorrectly. We can't know if our friends are in a bad spot if we're not studying the word for ourselves. If we're always dependent on somebody telling us what to think about scripture, then you're not going to have any sort of foundational understanding of it enough to say you're wrong, you Uh know? (laughs) And like, we should know enough to be able to say, nope, you're not right. You're not right about what that is saying in scripture. Uh So if you're sitting under a teaching, if you yourself are teaching, if you're like in whatever it might be that you're able to, um, know the word of God enough to know the truth from a lie. And um, I just get tired of women um, just going with it, like just acting like we just should have a secondary tier. And again, this could be a whole entire episode. I would love maybe sometime me and (laughs) some of my friends will sit and talk about this because there really is a ton. But I would just say foundationally for women – like, don't check out here. This is something that's really important. Um, and, you know, one of the things, especially women that have, well, people that have really, really busy schedules, like sometimes we can't have a scheduled meeting, which we're going to talk a little bit about the advantages of that in a minute. But one of the things that I like doing with my friends that I don't, we don't have the time to say, let's meet weekly or biweekly. Um, but when we're having conversations, instead of only talking about surfacey things, to say, what is God showing you? Like, what have you been learning about God? What are the things that um, you've been reading in the Bible? What is God teaching you? Um, because that doesn't have to that doesn't have to result from, okay, let's sit down for an hour and talk and have a big long conversation about this. But if we're talking over text or over video in some way or or whatever it might be, or even just while we're grabbing coffee or going for a walk to say what God's, what is God teaching you? Then that in and of itself can spur on from what we have been reading in the Bible. Cause usually that's what you're talking about. Um, Yeah. I think that's a great first step because we have all this technology and we tend to use it for really dumb, empty, pointless Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And why not use it? 
for things that are actually going to make you, you know, a better person yeah, <laughs> instead of a worse person. And so using like setting up a group, group text or, you know, messenger or Marco Polo or whatever, even like those are all things where you don't have to all be in the same place at the same time, mm-hmm. having a back and forth, you can have the back and forth on your own, but you're still connected and you're still digesting this stuff. And if you, you know, if, if you're being authentic and real and honest, it counts, yeah. you know? Yep. And so I love the idea of like, as a first step, practically, like, how do I do this? Just getting, getting some, some friends on whatever technology you like to use mm-hmm. and, and just pick a book you're going to read or a passage you want to read or whatever. Everybody reads it and everybody responds and everybody talks about it. And you can do that without having to even leave your house. Pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you can just say, what is God teaching? Like, mm-hmm. what is God showing you? What did you read this week in the Bible? Yeah, it's great. So that, you know, it doesn't have to be, I guess it doesn't, it's just that it doesn't have to be a structured thing all the time. Although that's good because it's a reminder. I think it's a reminder to continue to do it. It's, a, it's an accountability, but um but it's also a cool thing just to be like, hey, what did you read in the Bible this week? Or um, what did God show you? And th- I mean, that might lead to, I haven't even had any time. I don't, um, there's, I haven't had a, a time in my day. And so then to be able to have that discussion about that, um, you know, even that in and of itself is good. Yeah, we, we call that like step one or level one. Like that's the easiest thing to do. One or two or three girlfriends. And you can just start. Or guys. In, or guys, right? You start counting. I would love to see more men doing this. I would too. Because it drives me crazy that it has to be formal. Yeah. I mean, guys should be t- asking each other that stuff too. Yeah. Preach. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want me to get on my soapbox. <laughs> I promise. Hey, this is your soapbox, babe. No. This is your soapbox. Have at it. Yeah, like and just and just do that on like in an online format and just say, hey, what are you reading? What are you ta- what are you thinking about? What's God showing you? What what do you think about the sermon this morning? Whatever. And and just start doing that. Level two, I think, would be a more intentional thing mm-hmm. where you're saying, Okay, I really need this in my life. I want to get serious about it. Maybe you're struggling like most people to even read your Bible at all. And so those discussions where somebody says, Hey, what, you know, what's God showing you? You're like, nothing because I'm not reading it. Yeah. <laughs> and you need more. And I'd say like level two would be just thinking of one or maybe two. I wouldn't do more than that. Yeah. Cause then you have to work with everybody's yeah, schedule. It's just and... too hard. Like mm-hmm. one person, you should be able to find one person in your life where you can get face to face with for an hour once a week or every other week. Um, to actually talk face to face. And if you can pull that off, um, that's, that's going to change your life. Yeah. And it's going to change theirs. And it doesn't have to be somebody that knows more than you or less than you. It just needs to be somebody that you think I can, I can picture myself sitting with them maybe over lunch or whatever, talking about the same text together for an hour doing and setting that up with them and getting them to commit to it and you committing to it. Is it a, is a life changing thing? I I can guarantee it. Yeah, it's never going to return void. I mean, the only the only way that it won't be worth it is if you're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing it, then you're going to always learn more about who God is. Right. So yeah, it just takes one of you 
taking the initiative, setting a day, setting a time, deciding on a book of the Bible you're going to read, and then just doing it. Yeah. Um, I do have one suggestion for a tool that you can use. It's called One-to-One Bible Reading by David Helm, um, and it's very simple. There's a book that goes with it. You don't need the book if, unless, you've ne- unless you're brand new to reading the Bible. You don't need the book. And the book is very short. It just basically tells you like how to, how to sit down and talk about the Bible. What's cool about it, though, there's a free PDF, and I'll link to it in the show notes. And he provides discussion questions or analysis questions following the COMA method, which is C-O-M-A. It's an acronym, Context, Observation, Meaning, and Application. And just they just take you through questions that make you think about the context, make you observe things in the text, make you think about what does this mean? How can I translate this into my own you know, vernacular? And then how do I apply it to my life? And so what that means for you is if you've never done this before, or if you're very uncomfortable with the idea of sitting down and like talking about the Bible in the context of community relationships. If that makes you nervous, like, how do I do that? What do we talk about? How do we have that conversation? This gives you a way to do it, to have some questions you can both look at and answer the questions together, and then, boom, an hour goes by like in a second. At least it feels like a second, not literally (laughs) in a second. So it's like it's not something you have to do, but I find like that kind of thing takes like – 80% 80% of the nervousness out of it yeah. that everybody's nervous about. And then it reduces it down to just getting it done and doing it. Yeah. I would say um, just know like, like there are some people that I would meet with and we would totally do that because it is just a good starting point. There's other people where we already have natural conversations like that. Mm-hmm. And so we wouldn't right. probably wouldn't even need that. So just know, know who you're meeting with, but just, Try it and see. And be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have friends that do it with their spouse. They they just set up a time every week where they're sitting with their spouse and talking about the things that God's teaching them. I mean, because what happens a lot of times is that you're reading your Bible at two different times of the day, or you're reading it in 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 passing, and so you're not able to like actually talk about what has God taught me or shown me or that kind of thing. So, but it's also great just to get outside of um, your family as well and and do it with other people. So the more the merrier, I think, like as far as if you're doing it with several people or, um, but, but really be realistic with what is my life like right now? What is it? What is it that I can take on? What is it that I can do? And then commit to that because we aren't meant to be in isolation. It is a protection. We are going to learn more. We're going to teach like there's, we're both pouring out and being poured into when Mm -hmm. we're talking about scripture and when we're, um, because something that seems really simple, that's like, well, duh, like I'm just reading the words. It might be, it might be that somebody else that's reading it has just never even thought of it that mm-hmm. way. And so like, just that yeah. kind of thing is such a cool thing to be able to, um, be like, well, I was thinking about when I was reading this X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And then the person you're talking to being like, I've never even considered that or, uh, well, I realized that this scripture connects to this scripture back yeah. in in this book. Oh, wow! And then it it just connects dots and that kind of thing. And if you're not if you're doing that with somebody else, you're not doing all the work. You're able to kind mm-hmm. of teach each other, and so it becomes a really fun thing. I think. I think the goal, the thing you want to see happen, 
in your personal Bible study, when you're reading the Bible yourself, by yourself, is something to switch in your mind and in your heart where you're not just reading and studying for yourself. You're also reading and studying for others. You're thinking, you know, I'm always thinking, it, and it's not just because I'm a, a pastor and I do it all the time. Is that when I read the Bible, I'm 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 asking myself, do I have I mined this and thought about it enough to where I could teach it to someone else? Mm-hmm. Like at least like the the core, what's the core idea of this passage, and could I explain it to someone else? And if I can't, I haven't spent enough time with it, mm-hmm. and it adds this third dimension to because if it's just about you and what you get out of it. You'll cheat yourself a hundred times over. Mm-hmm. You'll fly through it. You'll just get it done, read the passage, and go out the door. And but because you could, you're it's easy to short yourself. But the second you're thinking, oh, I've I've got friends, and we're going to talk about this later. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to have something to say. I want to have something to share that's that's really life changing and good and. That just adds a different weight to it, and I think you get way more out of it just in your personal study, and then add on to that the layers of what other people get out of it themselves and how that affects you. Yeah. It really transforms it. And I can see if you're not doing this at all in your life, then I guarantee your Bible study is suffering for it. Yeah, definitely. We could probably talk about this for a long time. We but could. We, I, I know think I we could. might start boring people if we can. I can't imagine anyone being bored by us. (laughs) All right. right. Well, thank you for listening today. I'm glad you're joining us. And you can find more episodes and subscription links at theartofcommunity.net or on most podcast platforms directly. If you like the content, share it with your friends on social. And also, it will help us a lot if you like, rate, and review us on iTunes or other platforms. That would be great. 